Hey guys, just before this podcast starts, want to say a few things. In this one, we do talk about politics uh, some here and there. Um, so if you don't want to listen to that, because totally understand that's not everyone's uh, piece of cake, the boring discussion starts here and ends here. Uh, it's on the screen, so you can skip that stuff completely. Also, there will not be a podcast episode next Thursday, so apologies for that. But we will be back the next week, so uh, keep your eye out for that. Sorry, uh, gonna be out of the country, you know, fun stuff. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Love you so much. Mwah. Hello! Hello! Welcome to the Super Mega Podcast. Episode 46. We're creeping close to 50, baby. Creep. Creep. Creeper? <laughs> I, I sound like an idiot because I feel like I start every podcast with being like, man. And I say the number and I'm like, wow, such a big number. We're almost to 50. And I've then been, when we hit the 50, it's like, wow, 50 podcasts? Well, I just I just gave, I just spoiled uh, what you're going to say for the 50th. No, I'm, I, I got to write something new now. Thanks a lot. Okay. I got to uh, come up with something new for the 50th one. So I was just going to go, wow, 50 podcasts. And that was it. I, I saw Pirates of the Caribbean 5, Dead Man Tell No Tales or whatever. You saw that? Yeah, last, I didn't even know I that saw, was out. <laughs> I saw that last night, and I'm really mad because I sat through the whole thing and I hated it. It was that bad. It's not like an awful film, but I hate. I did not like it. Let me put it this way. Sorry, spoiler alert. There's a part in the movie where about I'd say ten horses. They like they have they rip a building from its foundation and then drag said building through a town. And by that point, which was early in the film, I just, I was like, <sighs> that's how building foundations work, Ryan. Like the, basically it's like, they're trying to, in the movie, they're trying to steal a safe. And this is like, no spoilers, has nothing to do with the plot. In fact, most of the movie has nothing to do with its own plot anyways. But they accidentally steal the whole building instead of the safe. Yeah. Bring it back to the boss. And he's like, ah, he's like, no, he stole the building. And it's just a bunch of horses running around with a giant building through the city. It and doesn't I'm make sense. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. And people are going to be like, oh, you're nitpicking a movie that has Krakens and giant monsters. It's like, well, yes, because there has to be a certain amount of believability to make the fantastical fantastic. I, I love the thought of that being a real thing, because if that was a real thing. Then, you know, that, that would be a thing that would happen. People would steal buildings. Instead of a terrorist attack, they'd steal a building. <laughs> and drag it through a town. A Terror whole town. Terrorizing they, everybody. They take left and right, go down go down Main Street with a fucking building. With a school dragging behind them, behind like a Camaro. There's, there's so much about this movie that just teed me off. I didn't know the movie was out. So yeah. I guess that says something about it. <laughs> I didn't know there was a new Pirates of the Caribbean out. Well, go figure. There, I was either going to go see that or Baywatch, and I chose this. Why'd you, why didn't you want to see Baywatch, Ryan? I do. It looks funny. I read a review that Not said it was Not because it actually legitimately looks funny, but because I have to see every fucking movie that comes out, because I torture myself. Well, that means that every time a new Medea movie... I, I, come on. Every time a new Medea movie comes out, we're going to go see it. Yeah. We have Even to. though the last one was torture. It wasn't funny bad. It was just bad. It was just bad. It was awful. Oh, man. And also, like, the, the oh, I was going to spoil the ending of the Medea movie, but, you know, I, I think that's one movie I'm not going to spoil on the podcast because I want the viewers to go watch that and, and go into it blind and have a good experience. What you could do 
is tie a bunch of horses to their house <laughs> and then rip it from its foundation. Tyler Perry's house. And then, and then, and then drive it around the cul-de-sac a few times. I want to steal Tyler Perry's house <laughs> on horseback. And he's gonna he's gonna dress up as Medea costume. They could, they could do that. They could have done that in the Medea movie. They could have, and it would have been just as terrible as before. It wouldn't have been any better. Maybe a little better because yeah. then at least they put in a, some effort, just a little that's bit true. of effort. And there'd be horses, so that's cool. I'm sorry, I still can't get over the fact. I just remember I was sitting in the movie theater, and the, it was midway through this scene, and I'm just like I'm like I'm contemplating it, and I just got it down to its bare bones of. Horses pull building off foundation and drag it through town. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I, it's so early in the movie and it just did this. I don't know if I, like my brain can calm down in time for it to be like a good movie if I can get back into it. Cause for the whole movie, I was just thinking about that one scene. I was like, that was ridiculous. Just couldn't get it after mine. Yeah, seriously, like three-fourths through the movie, like during the big climactic sword fight scenes and shit where there's a giant statue fighting Jack Sparrow and he's. Jumping on cannons, these big epic things, and all of a sudden, like I just, I just go back and I'm like, yeah, but then they did tie a bunch of horses to a building and rip it from its foundation <laughs> and drag it through town. So wouldn't that just rip? Like that would just break the walls of the building and the whole thing would crumble. No. Speaking of buildings crumbling, you know, you know what I did last night? I sat down and I watched, uh, like a 12 minute compilation of. Realist, like hyper realistic physics simulations where this guy went in Blender or some program and uh, built a bunch of towers of dominoes in the program and then would throw metal balls at them in the program and show it in ultra slow motion. And it was, were they hot nickel balls? They were not hot nickel balls, but they were, they were, they were, they, they were nickel balls. They looked okay. like they were made out of nickel. Okay. They were pretty heavy, but they would be these ultra slow motion collapsing towers. Incredible. And then there were ones where it was water in, in slow motion, these water simulations. They were so cool. And I watched it for about 20 minutes, had a great time. And that's the end of my story. It's 12 minutes long. One of them was. Did he have a simulation where... He tied a bunch of horses to it. <laughs> well, that, that's I'm never letting that go. That's what we think of it because when I was watching that, I, it, it made me think about the way buildings like would collapse or crumble and stuff. Yeah, and that made me think like, if horses are pulling a building, <laughs> there's no way it's going to stay intact. No, of course not. Of course not. No, it's not even just that. Ten horses aren't going to be able to pull a whole fucking building. Mm, like I, I was watching line. that, and I'm like. Should the Mythbusters do this one? I'm like, no, the Mythbusters shouldn't do this one because it's stupid right off the bat. Do you think that you think they're gonna obviously go? See, they did in parts of the Caribbean. So we, so we pulled together ten horses. You know, we'll give them credit. We got fifteen horses and tied them to this to this house. And if they can pull it off its foundation, we're, we'll consider this myth uh, tested. Bus, uh, tested. <laughs> I don't think. Even if they could pull it, like, I don't think that they'd be able to break it from its foundation. Of course not. Think about how strong a, a building is to, like, that's cement. You also got to think of the time period. Maybe they just made buildings more mobile back then. That's true. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's a science of how buildings were made back then, and it was a common thing for them to be drug around town. Uh-huh. Like, like it's a fucking red wagon. They can, well, they, that, they did that because then they can move buildings around easier. If they don't like where this building is, or you want to move, you don't have to move out of your house. You can just move your whole house. You just go, take it out, and then take another one out, and then switch the spots. Go, how cool that would be. You could just be like, hey, God, um, 
I want to put my house over here. And he'd be like, all right, and reaches his hand down and stick it somewhere else. You know how amazing it would be if, like, at the office, you could pull up a simulation of your room. You see all the trash and stuff in there, and then you see all the furniture, and you could, like, click on it. It's like a click adventure game, and you drag the trash into a trash can and just goes away. You can choose to make your bed in a little meter comes up and it's like time till bed is made and it's like 30 seconds and shit that'd, that'd be, be so cool i mean you be could, so helpful you could just clean your room in real life but uh, mm. i think cleaning is the only way i actually sit down for a long period of time and listen to a bunch of music really o- other than like when i'm like f- uh just in the mood for music i guess but that's like the only activity that i do uh regularly where I'll listen to a bunch of music. Because if I worked out, I'd be able to listen to music oh. a lot more. And I do it in my car. But I'm talking about like just like an, a hobby or activity where you just sit down yeah. and listen to people. And just... I, I, I've gotten... I am always in the mood for music. Music yeah. has got to be one of my favorite things. I, I could listen to music any time of the day. It's like I'll be in the mood for music. I'll like put something on shuffle and the wrong song comes on. And I'm like... Not in the music. Not, don't feel like listening. To it just kills your mood. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like that's not what I wanted to listen to. Hmm. Have we ever talked about like our 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 favorite music stuff on on our podcast? Uh, we've probably mentioned it a few times. What I, what what's your favorite? Can can you think of your top three favorite musical artists? Not really, but I just have a bunch of songs and artists that I like. See, that's the thing for me. It's like it's always hard for me to pick my like top three because it it changes a lot. Because mm-hmm. I, I'll like an artist or a song a lot, but it's not gonna, it won't stay my favorite for years. I think it's delegated to your emotional state at the time. Because yeah. music uh, is an emotional experience. Uh, it, it music, uh, what is it? I've read this thing like it. Uh, it does something to your brain. Like it make it. It makes certain connections, and it, and it like for instance. Uh, music helps people study because things become easier to remember if you put it into a song and stuff like that. Um, if you if you have a beat, it kind of if you have a rhythm or something, it oh, makes really? things a little more easier to grasp, and you can put it together. And since you can bring up a tune, and it's like a little like it's like coming up with an acronym for something, I guess. Like oh it, yeah, well I when I when I was in like middle school, I'd study for tests by uh, I'd like try to come up, I'd make my own song, and then put the um whatever I was studying like into the song and then I'd be sitting there at the test and I'd try to sing it back and I'd be like I don't remember what I came up with and I just wasted my time making a stupid song last night that I don't even remember now or I'd remember the wrong thing and then write down the wrong thing because of my song I was the kid that just sat there with his book open at home and so when his like my parents would be like are you studying yeah but I'd just be staring at the pages I wouldn't be reading it I just have the book open so it looked like I was studying and I just Okay, I, it's like I'd rather I'd rather go through the effort of just not doing anything and being bored rather than study. <laughs> yeah, because studying horrible, sucks. I was a horrible student. I hate studying. I don't think it, who likes studying. Studying is one of the worst things. Well, you don't like studying for school, but you do like studying because when you're interested in something, you're technically studying all the time, whether it be a video game or a language. Yeah, uh, or, I, I, I or like a studying. I don't like studying things that are not interesting, and and that's it. It just feels like a waste of time. If something's not interesting and it also, I'm never going to use it in life. If I'm studying it just to pass a test, it's just jumping through Matt, hoops. If we were born a generation back, we would be fucked. Because, because school is very important. It still is to this day. But, like, 
we've gotten to a point where it's not as necessary for for uh, a certain sect of people, I guess. And we we happen to be lucky enough to be within that sect of people because I because in my head, my first thing is if this doesn't work out, I'm going back to school and getting a degree because I'd have to find a job of some kind. Yeah. Um. So. Well, I I I hate the. Uh, I think education is super important. I just hate the whole idea that, I, which which it's changing as time goes on, which I'm glad. But I hate the idea that if you don't have a degree, it's going to be very hard for you to a find a job and b in most people's eyes be taken seriously. Well, it's it's easier for businesses to look at a degree because they're not going to hold like a like a competition to see That's who true, does yeah. the job the best. That's true. So it's just an easier, quicker way, and even um. Uh, job interviews don't do really anything for uh, telling whether or not someone is good for a job. But it's could, so you really have it up to a degree because the degree just alludes just says alludes you, you to prior it. information and work based on the surrounding uh, knowledge that you need for the job. It says, "Hey, look, I paid a, this much money and got and went to school because like the, the, the school is way too much money though. It's it's way too fucking because expensive. it's a is, isn't it like a isn't the university system, like a private business? Most of it, most stuff is, yeah, because like community college, I think, like free community college, which yeah, as of right now, at this point in history, there's not a lot of that in America. That'd be cool if every state made that, in my opinion. I think that if they made like f- free community college a-, a thing, that would be awesome because then it doesn't matter your financial state. It doesn't matter. You don't have to save up all this money or, you know, bankrupt all of your shit or go into debt for student loans. Um, but if you want to further your education, you can pay more and go to a more like private thing. But I, I love the idea of like a like free public college for everyone. A lot of countries have that. Is a community college the same as a technical college? No, I don't. What, what's the difference between a technical college I think and a technical and a community co- college? I think a technical college is a more like, I could be wrong, but I think it's a more hands-on focused on a certain career type of college because when you when you think of college it's mainly like you go you do the four years you do your prereqs you do this and that and that and i think a technical college is more based on a specific field like if you're going to go into um but it's not like that college is delegated to a specific field right like midlands technical college yeah it's just a wide range of a bunch of shit well people can get their like uh tech college isn't bad there's there's that whole stigma that like technical college or community college is like looked down upon more than like normal college but it's like who well, cares you're going to get an education do what look, you want to do it's looked down upon because like a lot of those kind of white collar you know uh businesses run by frat brothers you know they they rely on good names good named universities and so when you come to a technical college you're usually going to be thrown you yeah. know under the stack full of papers of people who went to universities like legitimate I don't want to say legitimate universities, but you know, but yeah, it it holds more, you know, merit. Yeah. Like just because of the name, but like to everyone listening who is stuck in crippling financial debt from student loans, I'm Ryan and I send you our condolences. We will shed a tear for you. We got lucky. We dropped out. Became YouTubers, dude. High five. Fuck yeah. Um, people ask all the time, like they've, I've gotten like in the past, like on Snapchat and shit. And sometimes on Instagram, I'll get the question of, um, I'm thinking of dropping out of school to spend some time and try to become a YouTuber or a filmmaker or whatever. Usually it's a YouTuber. I don't know why that's the first thing. I, I didn't want to become a YouTuber. I wanted to just make stuff, 
then and then YouTube works for that. And yeah, very well. And then it kind of molded into becoming a YouTuber through, you know, the whole Let's Play medium, Super Mega, what we're doing is definitely more on the YouTube field than automatically going, I want to make stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, they they'd ask, like, what should I do? And I'm like, I'd say it worked for me. I got lucky, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for you. The chances of it working for you is very, like, slim. Well, and, I, and I don't want to, to, and I don't want to be like, no, don't, don't try for your dreams. But there is a, there's a risk. And luckily for me, um, the risk didn't turn out to be anything consequential as of yet. So I'm crossing my fingers. Just wait until next week. <laughs> yeah. Woo. God, what, I, knock on wood because you know how the fucking universe works. Where's the wood? I don't like wood. Okay. I knocked on wood so nothing bad's going to happen. Some nice oak. Yeah, it was nice, very nice, nice oak. Yeah, but my advice for people that want to drop out of college to become a YouTuber... Take like a year off. I would say don't do that, but... Well, okay, hold on. Well, you can Let take me, like a year off and see. Just try it. Get, test the waters, because taking a year... A lot of people take a year off just to take a break from high school, in between high school and college. If you want to take a year off, or if you are in college and you don't want to... Like, if you want to focus on you, or you want to take a year off and do this or that, then I say go for it, because... Mm -hmm. You know, you should do what makes you happy and what you want to do. Um, but YouTube is kind of a sinking ship. And also, it's very hard to make it in YouTube, especially right now, if you're starting from zero. I think zero. it's definitely on the decline. Oh, 100%. Um, so that's why it's it's really hard. I guess we just kind of got lucky. Yeah. Met the right people type of thing. But... um. And but, we had content in the show for ourselves. There's a little bit of it that it's not just all luck. There's, oh, yeah there's, yeah. A, there's a little bit of something. And... Yeah, well, I'd like to put a lot more stuff out, of course. And I know we keep saying that, it, and we keep mentioning that we mention that. It's like this ongoing fucking loop. It's like this hallway that never ends. Yeah. That's the. It's if I if I had a dream, there would be a door at the end of this hallway. It would say, "Exported sketch comedy video," <laughs> and it would, it would keep going. And, and we're running towards it, it's just <laughs> yeah. slowly getting farther away. It's like no, no, because we got vacations. Because I'm leaving uh, tomorrow. Aren't I'm you? Yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow. And then I'm leaving again in July at some point. I like I, I I like doing YouTube though. I really do. As much as as much as I can, you know, point out the negativities of this or that. I I do genuinely enjoy doing this, and I love making this podcast. Oh and yeah, stuff. like I love I love being being able to do this. But a part of me also is envious of those who took school seriously because I definitely. Didn't I don't think for the most part I didn't I just didn't pay it any mind it didn't interest me and I just had that mentality that could have ruined my life if I if I didn't have this you know yeah if I didn't as we said get lucky and have this happen um my my attitude towards school could have just fucked me up well and, and I'm and I'm really lucky and I and I realize that in that case that um I'm one of the people that not only got lucky and didn't have to go to college. But I'm one of the people that dropped out of college and ended up getting lucky without having that higher educational degree. This is weird, but I don't know if this is for most people or for maybe some people, but I became exponentially more genuinely fascinated and interested in stuff like history and stuff like that after I stopped going to school. I, I get that and like I, I am, but I still... Because I personally didn't pay that much attention, I'm I'm really fucking stupid when it comes to book smart shit. Yeah. Um, as I said, the I think the only thing I ever was really super interested in was like film classes. You know, like the um, same that, uh, that and stuff. I and, liked I liked language stuff. Yeah, 
Um, oh, what was what was that one? But like when I was in like my physics class and shit, I was like, I hate this. I because I get like yes, it's useful to a lot of people, but I know myself, and I know that I'm not going to do anything in my life that uses this because that's not what I'm passionate about, and that's not the type of field I want to enter. So I feel like it's just busy work. And that's what, I guess that's what sucks about like a general education is everybody has to learn the same shit. Yeah. Which can sometimes. Well, the same shit at the same pace. Right. Which so... some people are slower than others, some people are faster than others. And then, you know, I, I feel like general education even extends, I feel like it goes down paths that are too specific for a general education. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the shit I learned in physics or chemistry, like, well, I actually really liked chemistry, but. Still, a lot of the shit is like, when are any of us going to use this? And I, especially, I, like, I told you, math gets to a certain point like that. Yeah, totally. where there gets to a point where I think after that, then there needs to be. There were choices of which math you could take, but I think it shouldn't be mandatory to take calculus. A math. But like, sure. as if you get up to calculus, I think you're good in terms of just knowledge on mathematics. Like, I, I think my biggest gripe about school, looking back, is there was. A lot of math I learned that would help me today in in the real world, but they don't teach it to you in a um, real world situation. If that makes sense, like they they don't teach you this math in a way where I can actually apply Matt, it. Jeremy had five and a half apples. What's the square root of the tree? Get um, it? Root tree. Hey, give me a high five for that, <laughs> one, dude. <laughs> you know, but it's like you learn all this shit, but they don't really teach you how it's going to come into play in your life so you don't remember it i just don't get why schools don't teach you stuff about taxes and buying a car and like why why was i sitting in in school because your daddy time? teaches you that well my daddy can teach me calculus if he wants to he's not going to i mean i think that was just like school hasn't really changed his mentality because i I might be wrong on this, but that just feels kind of like something like back in the day. It's like school would teach you all this stuff, and then you'd go home, and your dad would teach you how to fix the car and change the tire. Seriously, and, if they taught you how to like taxes, like that shit is useful shit that everyone sh- could like should and and can know to help them out and in a, life. And a lot of people whose parents um just don't teach them these things, or people so many that, people don't. that don't even have parents that uh, you know are in a situation where they don't have. A figure that is going to go out of their way to teach them these things. But yeah, there needs to be a system, a public system. I don't know, school that teaches you <laughs> how to get through life. And these have to be mandatory courses because taxes are mandatory. Seriously. If taxes are mandatory and driving is uh, mostly mandatory in this mandatory. day and age, especially in South Carolina when when Ubers are like thirty minutes away and shit. Like, just you know, not everything is. You know, L.A. right when I need it. You know, I want food right there. I need an Uber right there. I need this. You know, there most are... people live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And and the thing is, um, th- think about, you know, if, if they leave stuff like taxes up to the parents to teach, to the people that don't have parents or the people that have parents that aren't going to teach them that, what happens when they're adults and on their own and they have to pay taxes or something – and no one taught them, but thank God they know the, you know, how to find the hypotenuse of a formula. triangle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, which I don't even remember how to do that shit. I don't remember so much of the shit I learned in school, which sucks because I feel like it was just a waste of time when I could be, I could have been learning something that was useful to me or interesting. 
I think also that a lot of the stuff you learn, the 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 system doesn't expect you to use it in life or remember it forever. I think it's, it's like just learning to learn. It's uh, it's like working out. It's keeping your muscles strong. So That's true. You just continue to learn stuff. But the thing is, if you're going to continue to do that. Why not have Learn. mandatory classes that are, you know, useful? Exactly. Because I remember I, I was talking to my dad about this when I was in high school. And he said, well, I think a lot of this stuff is just teaching you how to learn. And yeah. I was thinking like, okay, well, that's great. But why don't they teach me how to learn with stuff that I'm actually going to use? Mm-hmm. And why is my ability to get into college, which affects my entire future, why is my ability to... Um, receive different amounts of money from scholarships and stuff or why is my ability to basically have a future based on whether or not I can regurgitate information that's fed to me yeah you know it's like I, I guess I most jobs are like that too because I guess that's how the real world is but well they needed a system to pass people along a quick system that kind of just weeds people out that's and, true. I, and I think test taking is one of those systems where it's a it's it's not particularly a system that actually works but it it not well that doesn't work in the way that it works but i'm trying to figure out how to word this it 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 works but it doesn't work in the way of that you're trying to get the best quality out of uh someone's learning yeah i guess also one of the biggest things the schooling system does is that it kind of just filters out people that have more um definitely not ambition but more um like what discipline discipline yeah because you know you know those people didn't like studying you know they're people the really smart kids at your school even though they got the shit they had to study for hours and you know that it wasn't like oh my god i get to go home and study there's that there's that stigma of of the nerd that's like ah, I can't wait to go home and study, but that's usually just to make the people that don't like to study feel better. Yeah, who so, likes like I mean, there are people of like I told you I like just doing long division because yeah. it's fun. <laughs> it is, it's super fun. Yeah, wouldn't we tell me that story again? I was just I was in a elementary school and we learned long division for the first time, and I was just obsessed with it. So during like math class, when we were learning other stuff that we were supposed to learn. I would just be doing long division in a notebook and not learning the math that I needed to know because I just like doing long division. I knew this kid in high school. Well, I knew him pretty much my whole life. Are you about to tell me a story of some autistic kid and link it back to me? No, no. I'm telling a story about this genius kid I knew. So you should be Genius as in like Rain Man genius or genius as, okay. He wasn't retarded like Rain Man, but he was a genius. This was, I knew this kid. Um, I still, I still talk to him every now and then, but. He he hated like he he pretty much hated school and everything that was taught in school, and his passion was learning languages and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all he did. He didn't talk to a lot of other people. Every single class didn't he like learn a language in a week? So yeah, they, this this guy is that the knew, same guy. Yeah, it's that me? guy. Okay, he would sit down in class, and I would I, I usually sat near him, and I'd look over, and every class. They were, you know, the lesson be going on, he'd be, he'd have his notebook in his lap and he would just be learning Russian or Chinese or Japanese or something. And that's, that's all he did with his time. When he got home from school, he would be learning languages until like 3 a.m. And I remember he would be doing all of his homework right before class started, like just like bullshitting answers really quick. And then he'd hand it in and then all of his time was spent learning. Um, The first one I think he learned was Korean. 
and then he learned Japanese. And that's actually, he's the guy that got me into learning Japanese because um, I started talking to him and he was showing it to me and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And it got me into it. But I remember he became, in high school, he became fully fluent in Korean and he went to Korea for a few months, became fully fluent in Japanese, um, Mongolian, Russian, and then he got really good at Arabic. Then he, after um, high school, he became fluent in Polish because it interested him. And now he lives in Poland right now. And he's, uh, I think he's about to move to France and he's learned French now. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, he's incredible. And he would I don't get, have a mind like that. I, I don't either. I wish I did because he is, like, got to be the smartest dude I've ever met. Yeah. And I remember he was failing his classes, which I guess that's what sucks is because he would, not only languages, but he was into, like, number systems where he would study all of these number systems that are based off, like, we use a number system that's based off 10. He would study ones based off 12, 6, stuff like that. He'd make his own. He made his own language where he made, like, I think so far, I talked to him recently, he has, like, hundreds of pages of grammar notes on a language he created. He was actually in a documentary. I don't know the name of it, so I, I guess I can't promote it, but he went to, like, a conference and presented this language he made where he had, like, 10,000 words created and shit and an entire writing system and he created this whole, like, universe based around it. And, uh, like, he was such a smart guy. And he was failing all his classes. But at the same time, he's smarter than I ever will be. And he knows, at this point, he has to know at least, like, he's a polyglot, which means he is fluent in many, many languages. Yeah. And even if he's not fluent in some of them, he's really proficient. Like, Kazakh, um, Arabic, like, a bunch of European languages, shit like that. It's crazy. So I just hate that to colleges and stuff, he's seen as stupid and they won't take him, even though but he's he a has fucking a, genius. But he has a skill that's useful to a lot of businesses, which is a lot of businesses um, outsource. So yeah. if he can do... He'd he be, can work he, in the government. Yeah, he'd be great for that. Um, he definitely, I think to work for the government, he'd definitely have to... That's the problem. It's like he would need an education. Yeah. Almost guaranteed. Even though he can pick up a language like that. Even though... Even though he has a special skill, he doesn't have a certificate saying he has that. Exactly, skill. that's the thing. And I remember he would, um, he he he'd get interested in new language. I remember he was like, "I'm gonna start learning Vietnamese." And I remember, I think two or three weeks after he said that, I saw him like he was having a conversation in Vietnamese with this Vietnamese kid at our school, and it was he was like speaking it. Well, the the thing about this kid was, I he, think that would be my superpower when I'm thinking about it to to be able to understand and speak. In any oh language. Oh god, that'd be amazing. That would be better than flight for me. I I don't know. There's just something about I would like because if you if you if you choose fly or invisibility, then you become a freak and you'll be hunted down by the government. Just saying. That's true. But if you choose the, the whole just bilingual thing, you'll still be poly, hunted down. But poly what? Polyglot. Polyglot. See, is poly? What would be the the other tense of that? What do you mean? Is it just like when you're when you're uh. A polyglot, like a bilinguist, bilingual, po I think it's just polyglot. You oh. are a polyglot. Okay, but like, well, if you if you choose that skill, you would still be hunted down by the government, but they would give you a very high paying position. So, see, that's pretty cool. I just like I'd love the idea of just always like just being able to turn on any foreign movie, and instead of having my eyes divert down to the subtitles and back up to the screen, I can focus on the visuals 100% and focus on the actors. Cause that's what, even though I like, I don't do dubs cause you lose a lot of the emotion that is going on in the acting in the scene. Yeah. 
Um, so when you do dubs... And it, it feels goofy. It just feels like there's this weird fake layer to it where it just feels like... Yeah. Fake. Yeah. And so when when I listen back, I, 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 I realize that I am... You have to think, how often are your eyes actually on the center of the screen watching what's going on and not reading the bottom? Yeah. Usually it takes about a f- maybe two watches and then on the third watch I'd kind of get the gist of what's going on and then if I can get the gist of what's going on I'm I'm not looking down at the bottom because I already have read the dialogue before but I feel like I'm missing out a lot uh, when I'm watching foreign movies because my eyes divert to the bottom and maybe I'm missing those subtle details like the details that they'd put in Breaking Bad yeah stuff like that yeah that I'm just not noticing and I love foreign movies and that's why learning other languages would be but that's that's why I, I I'm interested in that is because, like, think but think about how much culture there is in American culture. How many movies, songs, books, stuff like that. Every other culture in the world has their own too. So we're, we're like think about the how garbage many cool... can of cultures. <laughs> yeah. and I don't mean that in like a shitty way. We're like the we're sorry. We're like the the melting the, pot, the like gumbo the, of of yes, a gumbo. We're we're a nice thick stew. Of, yeah. Of of stuff, but like I don't know. I think it's cool that other cultures also have their own movies and songs and books. And then if you learn the language, you can enjoy them just the same as you could a movie here. But do you feel? And I'm asking you this because um, you're definitely more into learning about cultures. You you actively uh, uh, try to teach yourself more about uh, cultures you're interested in than I do. Do you think this whole cultural appropriation outlook that has been kind of dominating media and stuff and just kind of like other sources. Do you think that's getting in the way of people being able to share their culture and just kind of having cultures shared within this melting pot? Well, I, th- I know there's a disrespect level, but there's also that level of these people are, I don't know. There's, I know there's usually a key difference between what people say is cultural appropriation and not, but do you also feel that, hinders the progress of people being able to share their cultures and come together and one person use another person's culture, stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Because I think that in terms of uh, quote-unquote cultural appropriation, when when people say that, usually when someone says cultural appropriation, usually it's someone getting mad that someone is doing something or using something from someone else's culture if it's not their own. So usually people get mad for others for that stuff. Yeah. And it's like... Well, well, I, you, well, I think it has a, a connection in terms of uh, a higher up, let's say, I, I have to, because it's a perfect example, just uh, the white man. The white man versus certain minority groups because, uh, you know, those minority groups were put down in history. So now it's like, oh, now that we have our culture, you're trying to, you're, now you think it's cool? It's like that type of mentality where it's like, oh, now that you deem it's okay, it's okay? You know, that type of yeah, thing? Yeah, I could see that. But I think that... In terms of, of stuff like people being interact, I've seen a lot of shit get called cultural appropriation um, when That's it's ridiculous. Like, like dreads. Yeah. It's like like if, a, if a person has dreads. And, like, and someone's like, that's cultural appropriation. It's like, it's just. It's hair. Be, be, because some. F- you can choose what you can. It's some, you, someone liked, hair. somebody liked that something from that culture and then. Or just liked the style. They didn't yeah, really. And then wanted to do it too. It's like that. that's not taking away from. Or I, I, someone could probably easily prove me wrong in the comments, but I, I think that I think cultures should be shared. I don't think they should be kept, you know, to one group. I think it, I, that's the whole point. It's because people have different 
uh, shit and creations and beliefs. And I think that's cool. Just share them around and people can be like, check this out, check this out. But like, then, that's why I like going to Japan because it's so different and the culture is so different. I would hate it if I went to Japan and I was trying to like enjoy the aspects of that culture. And I mean, some, some teenagers like, that's cultural appropriation. You can't enjoy that because you're white. It's like, who fucking cares? It's like, it's another culture and it's cool to look at. How do, how do you talk to a person who is in that mindset of calling people out with cultural appropriation and they use the examples of like the college people, uh, their, their examples are always college frat parties where they wear sombreros and stuff like that. And, or, you know, let's, let's use the dreads example well, because they, because they feel like if that person then is, is wearing dreads and it's like, fine, if they're so interested in another culture, they just like the style. Then how come that person didn't learn about that culture? And how come they just got the hairstyle? I guess a, it, a good example. And is I'm like, not defending. I'm saying they can have whatever hairstyle they want. I, I think cultural appropriation is definitely getting in the way of people being being able to comfortably share cultures and and kind of come together. And yes, some people do it in a shitty way. But w- how do you get in? How do you kind of talk to someone whose mindset is that of kind of setting boundaries in between cultures and really segregating cultures off, which is uh, the whole kind of it's the opposite of what America um is is in principle kind of in principle of what america is uh sought to want yeah. to be okay i guess a good example of of what people um call as cultural appropriation is something like cinco de mayo mm-hmm. where you know that's like a, a mexican holiday and then people will be like oh it's just an excuse for white people to get drunk type of thing yeah i i or, or like frat guys wearing sombreros type of shit i think that there's a level within stuff like that where a lot of people I think cultural appropriation I think types of it I I think that there is a degree of cultural appropriation that is real Uh where more out of like an ignorance about it if that makes sense like like blind ignorance blissful ignorance type of thing yeah they're not really thinking about they're not necessarily thinking about the culture they're just thinking about the aesthetic and the joke behind whatever yeah exactly because I don't think when when you know Americans go out and get drunk on Cinco de Mayo. I don't think any. They're actively trying. They're not to trying suppress to suppress like, Mexican di- yeah. culture. They're not trying know? to disrespect the culture. It's just something that's bled over, and it's like, oh, that's a holiday where they celebrate and drink a lot, and it's like, oh, uh, well, let's do that too, type yeah. of thing. I don't think it's people willfully trying to be ignorant about, mm-hmm. you know, the other culture or something. And like I said, I think that cultural appropriation. I think that there is a real aspect to it and there is real cultural appropriation but i think in this day and age people like they do with most things especially on the internet they jump the gun and they start calling a lot of things cultural appropriation they're, they're just looking for a headline an example is i heard someone call there's a band i like called caro caro bonito where it's a it's a british white girl and she sings in a lot of her songs she sings in japanese and someone was saying that they thought that was cultural appropriation and it's like no, she's she's very interested in that culture, the singer of that band. She speaks Japanese, too, and it's just something she's always been into, so she integrated that into the art she makes. That's not cultural appropriation. She's using other music to create something of her own. Yeah. And I think when it comes to creativity and this whole cultural appropriation thing, when it gets into that territory, I, I call bullshit quickly because creativity, you need room to expand uh, maybe make choices that aren't the right choices. You need a lot of room in the creative world. And when people start choking that creative energy, um, 
it it it's it can only lead to bad things. Like for example, what's ha- what's probably going to happen to YouTube? It's going to become uh, just like cable television. It's going to become very filtered, very very vanilla at some point. Um, and I th- that's just the direction things go because companies adhere to the mass. And right now, the mass is saying, uh, you know, you have to be super PC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, oh, so you're just creating that extra room so you can get away with stuff. And you could look at it like that, but I really do feel like, you know, I, I picture just a big room. You need a lot of room to just fucking work with whatever you're thinking about or just talk about what you want to talk about. And if you start constricting language and the way people act, then people are acting genuine and they're not having genuine discussions. Then you're not learning anything. Then you're just acting according to a certain set of rules, and you're which not is cr- very gray and... And, uh, uniform and yeah. And like the way I see it with Carol Carol Benito is I see it. It's like, she's interested in this and she's mixing something from another culture with this culture and she's making something new. I don't see it as appropriating Japanese culture. Like, I think, I just think that that's a big crock of shit. Like, I feel like people nowadays use cultural appropriation. It's just another one of those things where it's like, oh, I can call you out for this. I can, cause, cause it makes them feel more self-righteous to call other people out. Isn't it just a synonym for a form of racism? Yes, essentially. So, look, I under, I, 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 as as you said, like I understand the situations where it is legitimate racism, and, and there is legitimate racism and cultural appropriation that exists. Yeah. but I think that people have their finger on the trigger nowadays, like, yeah. and 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 do it because it makes them feel more self righteous, which is a lot. Of the internet. That's that's a that's a big problem is self righteousness. It put it's like if I call someone out for this, it puts me up here. Yeah, and above this. Which um, I'm not gonna lie, you know, like I've I've dabbled. We've we've all had those moments, like whether it be in personal lives or maybe just a discussion online or something, where it's like yeah. you're right, and it's like ah, oh, I feel, and it feels good to be right. It feels it's 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 like a drug when you're right, and someone's like adamant that they're right, and you know they're wrong. It's like it's like. I'm sorry. You know, it's there. It's there's, there's just some chemical where it just feels good to have the knowledge that someone else doesn't have. Not yeah. not in like a like a braggy way. Well, no, it's it's just that natural response that it's every human gets when you're right. It yeah. it triggers a little something in your brain. Yeah. Your brain rewards you. It's like good job. You're right. They're wrong. You you won the. It was an obstacle, and you got over the obstacle. So yeah. your brain's like good. But it's like a. It's like once. Once that build up and that debate is finished, the stress dissipates. Yeah, and you come out of it happier because yeah. it's like you were right. So people, especially people that you know are just on the internet, and nowadays it's very easy to call people out on stuff. And if you have a whole culture supporting you for calling people out and doing the air quotes righteous thing, and I've said this before, probably on a podcast, but. My problem with PC culture is it doesn't – is when it starts to censor comedy. And I'm not – and by that, I don't mean like, oh, so you think it's okay to like joke around and say the N-word stuff? That's not what I mean. What I mean is when someone makes a joke specifically like based on something sensitive and then you get shit on because you can't make – 
comedy out of something that pe- other people deem offensive. Yeah. And they get really mad at you and, and try to, you know, hush you for that. And it's like, well, the point of comedy is, well, not everyone has the same sense of comedy. And also a big part of comedy is making light of terrible things. And I am not talking about, you know, making a joke about a terrorist attack right after it happens. Like, that's not what I mean by, oh, they're being PC. I'm, I'm talking about, like, I make, I, I say something that is clearly sarcastic. It's clearly a joke. I don't have these sentiments. And then someone gets you know, really mad, and then... The joke is that there are people that actually think like that. A lot of the and time... And it's funny to yeah. us. It's a lot of the time I make that. a joke because um, it's making fun of people who actually act like that, and then people, for some reason, see it as, oh, he is that person. He actually acts like that. And these, and like, in well, admit it. You know, I'll admit it. These jokes aren't a work of art. They're spewed out while playing a video game most of the time. And it's not like these are jokes that we've been working on for weeks and months recording ourselves at a comedy club. I, I, lay, I lay in bed awake at night, staring at the scene like, oh, man, I got to get what good with a little joke can I come up with. Yeah. <laughs> you record yourself just trying it in a, in a faux let's play. <laughs> but, but like the, it, the type of comedy that a let's that let's play that at least our let's plays require it's more of just kind of like a shooting the shit back and forth saying a bunch of stupid you'd think people would make that connection of oh these aren't stand-up comedians and these aren't well, like, we're not professional comedians yeah people, we're not people tend to hold things that are said in let's plays people hold just people tend to hold like freeform comedy stuff like what we do with our podcast and let's plays and whatever they hold that up to the same standard that they would hold a professional comedian up to which you said this a while back in real life. I don't think you said it on the podcast, but you said that, you know, comedians, for example, and I don't call myself a comedian by any means. Like no. people, comedians, they have weeks and months where they practice material. They they perfect. They a work joke. their ass off. They, they they go to clubs. They they use material they that try sometimes it out. doesn't work. They try it out multiple times, um, and and basically. What comedians are trying to do is they're they're trying to find a good anywhere between fifteen minutes, like if they're an opener, or an hour if they're doing a special or a show. Of the best, they're fifteen minutes to an hour of the best of the best material they can possibly muster up. A let's play is spur of the moment, dumb, just you know, stuff coming Shit's out of our brains, flying out of your brain, and yeah. it's like we we we're not you know professional comedians, and we have and we do this every day pretty much. So yeah. it's like we don't have the time to perfect comedy or to we just sit and we do what we think is funny and try to be entertaining and it does not always land and a lot of the time it doesn't land so i think it's dumb that people hold up you know these daily youtube videos to the same benchmark of standard that they would hold up a professional comedian or a movie or a tv show to we make what we make because people want to watch it i'm not like making let's plays for me i'm like Matt, I got this great idea. I, I, I really think this, like, I don't know, it's something I really want to do. Why don't we play this video game and talk over it and just joke around for a bit? Like, this is this not some grand idea, this grand master magnum opus that we've come up with. This is uh, just purely riffing, as you said, freeform, just spouting stuff out. Yeah. And I just, people have the right. To of course judge whatever they want. They they can find it funny or not funny, but when people start start um, classifying themselves as the arbiter of comedy, that's when like I'm like, okay, calm down, because you're not a comedian either. You you like, it's 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 just they they put you they put you on a pedestal you didn't sit on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, but you know. 
I, I'm I'm sure that people are tired of of listening to us complain because they. Well, it's, I, I it's know more, it sounds like we're complaining, but we really I don't know. It's, it's just an interesting it's, conversation. It's explaining because I don't want people to think that when we make these jokes and let's plays, like we we like. I don't know what you think, but I don't think like we're I'm putting out the best material I could possibly put out. The best material I could possibly put out is stuff like sketch comedy where we're fine tuning stuff. Like I like yeah. putting that I like putting that stuff out, but I also like playing games and talking stuff. And if people like watching that, I'm gonna make it. I love making let's plays still. I just don't think <laughs> that you know, I just think a lot of people hold them too too high of a standard because yeah. it's a let's play. And it's, it's a podcast where the hosts are sidetracked by a video game. And usually... You, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, you know when you're talking on the phone and trying to watch a movie? It's like that. But but yay, there's our, our little... I, I feel like every, like, 15 or so podcasts, we just, like, rant about... We just take, like, a... Ch this is, like, a, one of those chill episodes. Where it's, like, it, like... It's not focused on the laugh moments or, like, the funny moments or the... Or what we're trying to create. Yeah, I feel like every 15, 20 podcasts, we just have, like, a serious political one. Not even political, but just, like... Well, political is the like, right word, because po political doesn't always mean, like, American politics and stuff like that. Political just essentially means... Yeah. So... Uh, Guys, that's you, you. You got your fix. Give another twenty podcasts, and we'll 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 do it again. So, yay! Now yay. back to the funny laughs. Okay, how much did the Pirates of the Caribbean movie actually have to do with pirates this time? How much piratry was there? There's a lot of piratry. They're all about. Oh, there pirates. was. Okay, Isn't I didn't know if they were starting to pirates? like. I didn't know if they were starting to like, not have as much high seas, fun-filled family pirate adventure. No, because they've had Pirates of the Caribbean. What what, what was the first? One was that the only title? Did it have a? Did it uh, have a dead, tag? Uh, dead. Nope. Black Pearl, right? Okay, Black Pearl. Wasn't then, that the first one? Mm -hmm. Then there was Dead Man's Chest, something like that. Then You're... there was At World's End. Then there was the spinoff with Jack Sparrow. I forgot what that. The Golden Compass or whatever. They made a spinoff movie with Jack Sparrow as the main character. Oh, I had mermaids and shit. And then they made the very one forgettable with Blackbeard. Unless Blackbeard was the one with the spinoff. Let me see real quick. What's the one with Davy Jones where he had the cool like octopus face? That's my favorite one. That's the that, second, I, I that's enjoyed the that second one. one. Yeah, that one was fun. I think the first and second are the, the only two I will ever kind of give notice to because I don't like any of the other ones. I remember me and my, uh, my good buddy Christian, the guy who does the Japan vlogs, we went to go see that movie Priest when it came out. And then after we bought the tickets, we just decided to go see the new Pirates of the Caribbean and afterwards we were like eh probably should have seen Priest <laughs> probably oh okay dude what okay so there's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean <laughs> Caribbean <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean The Curse of the Black Pearl Pirates of the Caribbean uh, Dead Man's Chest and there's At World's End then there's On Stranger Tides and then Dead Man Tell No Tales I don't even remember On Stranger Tides I don't remember Stranger any Tides shit. with a spinoff with, oh okay with, with uh, Ian McShane as Blackbeard do you know who Ian McShane is why do I feel like I've seen you know that? who Ian McShane is yeah right? I feel like I've seen that there was a mermaid at the end the mermaid drags the protagonist I think into like the water or some shit I did spoiler see that. alert I totally saw that Someone is sitting at their computer right now just I was gonna watch that! It's probably someone that was planning on watching it like right after this podcast and now they're just like, fuck it! They're gonna have a call to action about spoilers in our 
in our podcast. Well, they can just stop listening. God, no, please don't. Please, please do not stop listening. We need listeners more than ever right now. We're sorry. Please listen. It's impossible to spoil Stranger Tides. Stranger Tides. It's just not a movie where if you spoil it, people are like, what? Whoa. Oh. Ah! That means it's a very forgettable movie. It is. Most of the Pirates movies are now forgettable. I can say that. Most of them are forgettable because only two of them are worth like any of your time, really. Uh, Stranger Tides with Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> I'd see it if it had Finn in it. Oh, man. I, I, I the new It, and I'm going to go see that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that because I loved the original It. I had it on. Did you like the part with the giant spider that went, I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm the true form? No. It is me. That didn't happen. His true form is a giant spider. No, it, no, it's not. Matt. You know what my mom told me? Wait, are you joking? Is that in the movie? Yeah. I haven't seen it in so long, I forgot that. I'll, I'll, uh, let me pull up a picture of the giant spider, maybe it'll... You're fucking with me. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Spider. Remember, it's this thing. He turns into that thing. Maybe you caught it on TV and just didn't watch it all the way through. I haven't seen that movie in like 10 years, so... I somehow forgot about that, but that's fucking terrifying. That's his true form. Oh, Ew, I hate that. <laughs> I know. That movie's so scary. It, it is. It plays it, on, like, all the good fears. Spiders, clowns, like, all that shit. And the books are even more fucked up, because... Was it multiple books? Uh... Was it a series? Sorry, the book is fucked up. Oh, like, I remember, um... We, we had it on VHS, and it was one of those movies that was on two VHSs, because it was long. Kind of like Titanic and Saving Private Ryan. Yep. And I remember uh, I had a bunch of friends over for a birthday party when I was in fourth grade. And we, my parents went to bed and we put it in the VCR and we watched the whole thing and scared the shit out of ourselves. God, those were the days. I didn't, I never had those VHSs, but I had, uh, like when games came on multiple discs. Like I think Fallout 3 came on multiple discs. I think Halo 3 Maybe that's just because I got the limited edition. But I remember several games were really big. Like uh, Grand Theft Auto V, like came out for the 360, was multiple discs. Or maybe that was, I think it was 5 and 4. I don't know. There were multiple games that came out, and it was like two discs or three discs. And it's like, now it's time to insert disc two. Now you got the Switch cartridge that's the size of, you know, your fingernail. Yeah. I'm going to take it back even farther. I remember installing um, Quest for Glory, So You Want to Be a Hero. Uh, with floppy disks on our really, really old computer. And my, my dad and sister were there, and we were sticking... It was like a bunch of floppy disks. You had to put one in at a time and install the files. In school, did you have your own personal floppy disk? Oh, yes, I remember Those that. were the days. We, it's so weird how much technology... You got your floppy? Advanced. Hell yeah! I love floppy disks. I wish they were still used. They look really cool. They're fucking awesome! I know. You can go to the store and buy a bunch of them for cheap? You can't find floppy disks in any store now, right? Can you find can you find floppy disk inserts? I just want a floppy disk just to have because they're the so frame. they're they're so yeah like they're very aesthetically pleasing. Holding one and like this is what they used to put data on. It's like a little plastic card. It's so cool. Like in life, like there was a movie I loved and someone just put it onto a floppy disk. I just frame it. <laughs> I don't think you can fit a movie on a floppy disk. That's why I had to install a shitty pixel art game on like twelve different floppy disks. Oh, yeah, I forgot disks. floppy disks can't like. like what the, what was the average? I, I feel like it had to be in megabytes. Uh, definitely megabytes, but I feel like it was even in the form of like less than two hundred fifty six. I just remember floppy disks always gave me problems. I remember, but the the feeling of popping one in was the most satisfying. Holy sh! No way. What? 
1.44 megabytes. In 1986, the 1.44 megabyte disk drive shipped in 1986. Wait a second. So you're telling me that floppy disks were only a few megabytes? How the fuck did they put shit on things? I like put PowerPoints and shit on there. Because I remember I had to I, I had to put PowerPoints and stuff on a floppy disk because it was part of the project in the uh, what do you call it? What's the thing called? The thing that they give you for a project and it lists all the bullet points of what needs to be on it. The not the the it starts with an R. The uh, the rubric rubric was that yeah. is that it rubric? Yeah, it's been so long since the, school I don't remember these words anymore. Rubric? I think it's the rubric. Is it rubric? I want to say it is. If it's not rubric, we're, if, we sound like idiots. Um, rubic? Ru, 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 rubrics? I feel like it's rubric. The rubrics cube? That's a word. It's ru, rubric is a word. Everyone take out your rubric. That's a funny sounding word. <laughs> rubric. rubric. Listen to it. Take rubric. out your rubric. Sounds like some goofy Willy Wonka shit. Sounds like a Willy Wonka character. Rubric. It sounds like a Hunger Games character. Rubik von Kleisel. Salazar Rubric. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> President Rubric. <laughs> that would be cool. I feel like most people listening to this are just amazed the fact that we're amazed by the word rubric because in a lot of people listening, that's a word that's probably used pretty frequently in their lives. There's a lot of frequent words that sound goofy when you say them a lot, though. Trolley. Eleven. I remember being a little boy and being like six and sitting on the toilet and saying the word 11 over and over and over again because it didn't sound like a word anymore. And I was just sitting there on the potty going 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. And it sounded really weird. That probably was a very weird sight to see if my mom walked in. That's she what probably, I, was, I was just thinking like your parents are walking by the door. She'd take me 11, to a psychiatrist. 11, 11, 11, 11. There's something wrong with my boy. Ryan. Yeah. What if Nintendo released a new console and said that it only took floppy disks? I thought I had more to that, but I <laughs> no. Well, I, I think each each time I pick up my Switch, it solidifies itself as one of my favorite consoles I've ever owned. Oh, me too. I'm I'm loving it more and more every day. You're like, what games? There's a lot of games for the Switch. Even right now, I have like, I probably have six games right now for it. You can subtract Kamiko, Kamiko or Kamiko. Where's Ka- the accent go? I don't know, Kamiko, Kamiko. Okay. I don't. Uh, also, fucking... people in the comment section, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say here. Here it is. One, Kamiko. Two, Kamiko. Three, none of the above. Choose a number and put it in the comment section below. If it was a Japanese person, they'd probably just be like Kamiko. But I actually think that the game is from a Japanese studio. So, oh, you you know, if this happens, if this thing that I'm about to say happens, the Switch will become the best console I've ever owned. If they pull off the virtual console for GameCube and release like Luigi's Mansion, Mario Sunshine, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing. If they release the Animal GameCube, Crossing on GameCube, that will erect me. There's there's so many classic games for the GameCube that if they came out with a virtual console for the Switch, well, they already. I thought they already announced they're going to do GameCube games. But I'm but I'm wondering which ones. If they're doing GameCube games, they they're gonna have to do Luigi's Mansion. I I really want to play Luigi's Mansion they'll so do bad. Mario Sunshine. They'll do Animal Crossing. They'll do Smash Bros. I'm sure they'll do all the big ones. Yeah. Like if they do it GameCube and they just release shitty games, I will be so disappointed. Because I remember for like a while, Sarge's War. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, on the on the Wii Virtual Console. I remember there was a point when it was just like shittiness games. Yeah. It wasn't. The Wii U or the Wii? 
The Wii. Did the Wii have a virtual console? It did. It had virtual console. I didn't own it long enough to find out. <laughs> remember, I sold mine for an Xbox 360. Oh, man. When the Wii first came out, I remember I wanted one so bad, but they were off the shelves for like six months. And finally, I was at Target one day with my, my dad and I saw one. And he was like, yeah, I get it. But then I had to work months uh, raking leaves and doing stuff. I put. I remember I made posters for myself around the neighborhood to do chores for people so I could make money to pay my parents back for the Wii. And it was a... Uh, it was a fun, hardworking experience that I will always cherish because I fucking loved the Wii. Right <coughs> when the Wii came out, I, I was like, like the ability to make my own me and play Wii Sports yeah. and stuff. I was like, I, I loved, oh! I think I played Wii Sports more than any Wii game. Same, dude. I loved Wii Sports. I still like Wii Sports. We should play that on the channel. We should. Not Resort. Like, we just Wii yeah. Sports. I think the Wii, even though there are a number of really good titles for it. I still think it is definitely one of the weakest consoles ever. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. In terms of game lineup and just its general console. Like, the thing is, though, it's so important because it, it brought about the current generation of Nintendo's, uh, I guess, uh, look. I feel like everything's like, you know, leading the Mii, up to the Switch. The Miis and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it all in the music, that... That type of music, the menu music, that started with the Wii, the, you know, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh, you cannot beat Nintendo's menu music. No. Like, that they make for the different channels and the jingles. And I remember on the photo channel on the original Wii, the slideshow music you could pick. One of them was like, and it's so nostalgic every time I hear it. And then Wii Sports had great music. Nintendo's got their music shit down. Was that the first console that had... A home menu, like a channel like, interface, like yeah. a bunch of different things. I think the, so. The GameCube was just like the spinning thing, and then it would be like, "No disc is in." Yeah, the right? game. Like I think that was the first. I maybe GameCube is still one of the best consoles, and that's why I'm saying if they do, if they release the right games for Virtual Console for the Switch, the Switch will become probably the best console I've ever owned. I feel like all the Nintendo shit since the Wii has just been leading up to the Switch. Yeah. It's been like they've been perfecting it, and then the Switch is... And who knows, maybe their next console, when it comes out... I'll they're going like, to release a more powerful Switch in about a year or two, probably. And they're going to... I'm calling it now. I'm serious. If you're listening to this podcast, and this is in the future, and this has already happened, I'm calling it. On the next version of the Switch, they're going to move the AC, uh, the little where you plug in the charging cable, yeah. to the side or the top. It's not going to be on the bottom anymore because it's really inconvenient. They also just need to change a bunch of the save file shit because you you can't transfer your saves from one switch to another. At least not yet. You can only save games. I, I, you I, can save your saved game, but when you try to play it on another switch, it's it like, doesn't. That's yeah. weird. I, I don't know why they did that. I, I they love need Nintendo. To do a cloud save system. Yeah, I love Nintendo, but at the same time, they still do shit here and there that I'm like why why you can not do that or you could do this the way it should be but then again I'm just some I'm just a bitchy 21 year old just complaining about Nintendo so yeah Nintendo is my favorite game company me too I I, I hold Nintendo up because I don't know maybe it might just be mainly based on nostalgia but mm, as I I think I've mentioned this before a lot of their games yeah, are video game. They're they're the type of games you play to like have fun. You know, I don't know. There, there's something about the games that specifically are Nintendo. They have consistently made, and I don't mean like all their games, but I mean like throughout my life, they have consistently produced games that I have fallen in love with. So they made it through the first person, uh, the first person shooter era of game of gaming. 
Like they without having to really to make one. Did they? They didn't make anything. They just port. I thought they've they made a few things. Like the Wii, of course, had a few things, but I don't think there's no. But I mean, like they Nintendo. There's an IP specifically for Nintendo. That's an FPS that became popular. They keep it third person, like uh, Splatoon. That's third person. I like I like that though, which is weird because they totally could have made it first person. But I that would be Splatoon would be bad if it was. I'm so glad they did it third person. Has to be third person. Yeah. It's, oh, God, Splatoon 2 is coming out in July? I pre-ordered it. I just pre-ordered it We're July gonna... 28th or 16th or something. I don't Hopefully know. we get it on the same day. So I hope so, play. so we can play, yeah. Say hey, hey. Anyways, uh, Stardew Valley is something that I'm excited for because I've never played it, and I'm going to play it for the first time on the Switch. I played it. I was sick uh, like four months back, and I played it a bunch when I was sick, so I've run my course with it again. But as soon as it comes out, I'll probably get it. It's so, it's so much fun. Yeah. And then... Um, no, E3 is coming up real soon. Uh, from what I'm, I'm most excited just to see two things, and that is uh, Nintendo's conference, their not E3, E3 conference, and then their Treehouse or yeah. Direct or whatever, and then the Far Cry Five. Just because I, I think it's such an interesting setting, and I'm excited to see. It does um, look interesting. Do. I'm most excited for Nintendo's just because the Switch is so young still, and they have so many big titles that I know are eventually going to come out on the Switch. They're like going to have to they're gonna have to release a bunch of shit. They're going to have to just... If they don't blow it out of the park this year with um, ga- like, uh, game announcements, Gate? I think they've definitely m- missed a grand opportunity. To... And Nintendo has missed grand opportunities in the past. They're known for that. So They're known for just ignoring opportunities. I wouldn't run it by them to completely slip up on this year's E3 but presentation. But they've held back year after year, really. And now the Switch is out, and they have consistently recently been doing everything that has been making people happy, yeah. for the most part. They've been listening and doing shit that people are like, yes, Nintendo, yes, yes, you're yeah. doing this, good. So A lot of people hate the Switch still, I think. I haven't seen too much hate for it, but I know for sure it's out there. Yeah. Like Xbox and... The thing is, like, you don't have to be a fanboy of one console over. Like, I like PlayStation too. I love consoles are dying because because there there came a point where having a computer and a console, a console was a lot kind of easier for people. It's different, and also computers couldn't handle games way back. Like, well, they could, but not like they couldn't handle what like you know, like a Nintendo sixty four. Your computer back just weren't they weren't made to to consume content like that because games were made for consoles. Yeah. Now it's getting to the point where computers, the, the consoles are just essentially computers, just less, you know, tone, just toned down computers. And, th- and that's what, that's the way they've usually always been. But I think especially now, maybe it's just because I'm, I'm, I'm not at that age anymore. Maybe console wars are still a thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's still like this huge fucking thing, but behind from, closed doors it is. From like my perspective, they were a lot bigger I think the console wars were at its peak with the Xbox 360 and PS3. Like, the Xbox 360 versus the PS3 was, like, the biggest console fight I've ever seen. Well, actually, I haven't read it, but Aaron got us copies of the book Console Wars, and apparently the biggest console war ever was between, back in the day, between Nintendo and Sega... I think like with fanboys and shit. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, talk- about, I'm talking. I'm talking about corporations, about not corporations. Fan, fan, fan oh, fan bases. Yeah. yeah, I would say definitely because it, it it's so it was so polarizing back in the day with Xbox or PlayStation. Yeah, so funny. It's like they're both 
I just owned both consoles. They're both cool. Well, I'm sorry I can't be rich like you, Ryan, and own all the video games in the world. I was just spoiled. I didn't have video games as a kid, really. I'll own, I'll own up to it. I was spoiled. You're a spoiled little bitch. I was an only child. Good job, so, Cecile. So my parents were like, oh, we didn't give him a brother, so now we need to give him Xbox. <laughs> we did not give the boy brother. <laughs> we must give him Xbox. We got you a new baby brother. Open it, it's an Xbox. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> I uh, just imagined your mom birthing an Xbox. Probably not a great image to imagine. But uh, my sister had a Game Boy Color, and I kind of shared it with her a little bit. You're just going to act like you didn't just say that? No. And um, <laughs> I, I I didn't really have video games as a kid. I don't know why. I don't. My parents just didn't buy them for me. That was you. You exclaimed recently of how you were kind of... You don't you do you feel don't you feel like you've missed out a little bit? One hundred percent. I wish that I had played all of these games as a kid because I was because you have that ignorance sense. as a kid. You don't have yeah. your the as we've said before, reality sets in and just kind of changes you as a person in general and your outlook of stuff. Like I still like you and I still enjoy video games one hundred percent, and sometimes we still get that childlike glee. But you, it's impossible to enjoy as if you were a child. And the thing is. I hear all my friends talking about all these old games, and I'm like, I want to be a part of that conversation. And I feel it makes me feel super young, like, because it makes me feel like everyone's ahead of me. But the thing was, I was alive in that age during the same time. I just didn't have the video games. Yeah. And I wish, I fucking wish I did, because I, that would have been a, especially knowing the career I ended up going into, air quotes, career. I, I wish that I'd had those games so I could have stronger memories of, of this or that and know more about games. Because I wish I knew more about the general realm of games and old games and classics and stuff. Mm -hmm. Same with movies. There's a lot I don't know for most classic and famous. I, I haven't seen a lot of the classic movies. I haven't seen Godfather, Scarface, um, just uh, American Beauty. I haven't seen just a lot of shit that I probably need to see. Had the ending of American Beauty completely spoiled for me? Please don't. No, I'm not going to. Because I heard it's. I mean, it won an Oscar, so it's got to be a good. Movie. I want to. I want to see it. I've seen a couple scenes from it, and I was like, that was amazing. That was really sad. So, I want to go see it. What's the last movie you and I saw together? Um, Alien Covenant. Yep, we saw that. I forgot about that. Yep. Mm -hmm. I didn't forget. Hello. You, for, you already forgot about when we hung out? <laughs> no. Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, we should go see uh, Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> we should also end the podcast. Okay, bye. You, 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 okay.